Hello and welcome to our podcast, Treating Cancer the 3E Way. In this podcast, Lothar Hirneiser and myself, Klaus Pertl, from the 3E Center in Germany, are looking at cancer, and especially cancer in the 21st century. So we're looking at cancer in a very different perspective. Today, our focus is, after so many years of fighting cancer, and it's been going on for more than 100 years now, the numbers are not improving somehow it's not some things are not working so today we're going to look at what are those standard therapies at the moment at least not addressing so welcome back Lothar hi welcome back Klaus so what is your view uh, the numbers are actually going up if we would look at the mortality rates from cancer and I have some numbers here in the in the USA um, per death, death per 100,000 it was in 1967, it was 157, and today it is roughly at 220. So there's a huge increase in mortality from cancer. Um, so somehow numbers are not getting better. What is, what is your view and obviously your experience after 20 years in this industry? Well, I think there are many, many points, but um, let's maybe go to, to, to the main point. The problem is, the main problem is that, uh, that they think, with they, I mean the conventional oncology, they think they know what cancer is. For them, it's just a change of the DNA of our genes. We have to destroy the cells and that's it. What they don't understand, and I really can't understand this, because there are so many studies out um, um, since, I don't know, 40, 50 years already, already in the 70s. We, we know a lot of these points I'm, I'm talking about now. Um, we know that long time, and this is a very important point here, long time before there are DNA changes in uh, cancer cells, there are, for example, changes in the mitochondria. There are changes in the cell membrane. And this is nothing new I'm telling here. This is, uh, you know, old studies, uh, 30, 40 years ago. And since the 70s, we have many, many more studies uh, came up uh, with exactly this point. So I still can't understand why the conventional uh, people are still thinking there is only uh, one reason, and this is just a DNA change. Even we know that there are many, many um, um, other reasons, yes. I think there's a big, a big interesting contradiction going on here in the world. Every doctor would probably accept that uh, there are causes for literally almost every illness. And uh, the causes very often come back to lifestyle choices, especially with the chronic illnesses. Somebody has diabetes, is overweight, arthritis and so on. Uh, we can always assume there's a small percentage where maybe there is something in the structure of the body not working and, and we can accept that. But we're talking at least 70, 80, 90% of cases, it's lifestyle. And I think a lot of uh, medical uh, professional people would accept that. But not with cancer, strangely enough. They're, they're still fighting that one. And um, although now the World Health Organization, I believe, has uh, put out interesting statistics. And from this, we can pinpoint roughly that 30% has to do with diet. I think another 30% has to do with toxins in environment, in including obviously things like cigarettes and alcohol. And, and then also more and more people accept lifestyle choices, you know, how stressful 
the lifestyle is and and suddenly you're 90 percent of the causes of cancer but somehow we're not addressing that do you think that's the issue that the, the way to solve cancer is to never get it in the first place yeah absolutely you, you're 100 right i think it's uh two two things here um the first is for sure poisons we can't say that uh, well there, there are two, two main things poison and stress and, and but the first thing uh, poison yeah we have more poison in our environment in our water in our air in and especially in our food so um, well, we can't we can't go back here, and this is the situation we have to take care about. And the second one is stress. With stress, um, here we have to be careful when we say people are having more stress. I don't I don't believe this really. Go back 100, 200 years ago. Come on, people they had quite more stress than today. And if you go 500 or 1,000 years back, they had 10 times more stress than today. So it's not that um, um, our generation or even the generation before that they had more stress but the way how you feel the stress i think that changed a lot in in, in the last uh, let me say 20 30 40 years and that's 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 a big difference and so it's right if people are saying people are having more stress but it's not uh, because they have it uh, from that point, uh, like I mentioned before, it is because they feel more stress, and that's the two main, uh, uh, two the main uh, points here. Um, people are having more stress, and they have more poisons, and both are creating cancer cells. Yeah. So, so really, to get the uh, to improve the numbers, the number of cancer incidents and the number of cancer mortality. Uh, we would have to look or people who are really interested in their health and their well-being they, 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 they have to look at those two issues they have to look at the poison toxins in the environment and uh, we have to also look at uh, our stress level in, in within ourselves with our lifestyle basically but there's, there's one more point close I want to mention here it's not only that we are having every year more and more uh, the patients of course think about what kind of diagnostic we have today it's 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 a normal thing that we also touch through that uh, we have more and more cases it's another thing think about uh, disease this uh, ductala carcinoma in situ um, you know which is not really cancer but they just count it to the group of breast cancer so at all, we have more cancer because we have a better diagnostic but this is only one thing the other thing is when you look to, to all the statistics in, in, in the last 50 years, and here I have to say statistics, you know, do you know that most countries, they don't have really good statistics? Even Germany, you know, we, come on, we, 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 are, we are very famous that we are a very structured uh, country and that the Germans are very structured. But do you know that it's only a few years that we really have good cancer statistics? So when they always uh, mention this old statistic from, I don't know, 50 or 100 years, I, I always ask them, from where do you get these statistics, you know? I, I don't know them because there are no statistics. Anyway, when you look to the last, let me say, 20, 30 years, where we're in some countries, um, we have some, let me say, not that, that cancer statistics, there's one really important point here. And the point is, um, we have more cancer patients, in a percentage, they 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 dying like 34 years ago. For example, we have uh, 
let me say some years ago we had 10,000 cancer patients in a, in a county and now we have 20,000 there. But before died 5,000 and now are dying 10,000. So there is no changing in the quality of the cancer treatment. And I think this is even more uh, uh, important than anything else. So what we see is we have more cancer patients and all the treatments they are using are not, let me say that way, not very effective. Yeah, I think that was for me also when I looked at the history of cancer, uh, a quite an, um, a surprising reality. The first um, operation, uh, breast operation, a mastectomy was done, I think, in the US at the 1870s or something, 1870, maybe even a bit earlier. And so basically, we can say now breast operation mastectomies has have been uh, the oncology have been doing this for 140 years, 150 years. Then we go to radiation that started 1901. I believe the first type of tests were done with cancer patients. So this is about 120 years old. It's the same thing, more or less. And chemotherapy was started in 1946. So this is going on for more than 70 years. So we have those three major, and there's still probably probably 70, 60, 80% of, of treatments, or maybe 90% even, are those three therapies. They've been going on for maybe a mixed number of 100 years and still numbers go up. So when I heard that, uh, if, if you would go to a different industry, car industry, IT industry, they, they would kind of like laugh at you and think, what are you doing? I mean, it's the same thing. And the number's not getting better. I think something is not working. Think about, uh, you, you even don't have to go to, to the IT com companies or, or just stay in the medicine uh, and you go to another faculty. And for example, emergency. When, when you look what progress they made just in the last 20, 30 years, you know, 30 years ago, when you had a car accident and you were on the street, you know, the chance to die when, when then the doctor comes to the street, you know, was, I don't know, 10 times higher maybe than today. So, so, so they really made a big progress and they changed it. And also in, in, in some, some other things, they, they really changed it here in medicine, but in oncology, no, there's, there's absolutely nothing where we can say they made a progress. Even when, when, when you look at the last statistics we made in Germany, do you know that uh, the chance uh, to die on breast cancer um, is, uh, there's a statistic um, started in 81 until 86, and another one started in uh, 97 until 2002. And the chance from 97 to 2002 was around 20% higher to die on breast cancer than from 81 to 86. <laughs> so this is what they call a progress. So at COE, they go back and not forward with it. Yeah. So we, we, we all have to accept that, that there is a very odd reality happening here. And obviously, if you're not being aware of it and not looking into the numbers, you're probably never aware of it and you just don't know it but i think again uh, the solution for this un unfortunate reality that the numbers not getting better is that something is not working and it means we need to take again more charge ourselves so in just letting others decide what we should do is probably not the best anymore but i know that a lot of people want that but i'm also realizing that is not the solution for the big picture 
it is more understanding the issue, understanding what is not working, understanding what is working and when it's working. And I, I believe, Lothar, the numbers are very good numbers, if I believe it correctly. It's for 1.82% of cancer cases where um, I believe chemotherapy has a very, very effective um, um, a rate or success rate. And, and, and that they only make about 1 or 2% of cancer. Uh, treatments. I think it's the uh, testicular cancer and some kind of leukemia and some kind of leukemia for children. In, in those situations, they're very, very successful. Uh, but the big ones, it, it's not improving. So again, yeah. we need to really educate ourselves and being so much more critical about treatment choices. Absolutely. Let, let me give you a, another another number, which is um, um, really strange here. In, in Germany, we will have around 55 to 65, depends on which statistic you're believing, uh, of new breast cancer cases uh, per year. So this year we will have, let me say, around 60,000. And now here comes the point. The conventional doctors, they think they all have the same illnesses. So at the end, what they're doing, they're treating the illness breast cancer. And they do it uh, uh, not only around the world, especially in Germany, now, they do it in special breast cancer um, um, studies and, and breast cancer hospitals. And so they think because um, what uh, that they have the experts there um, that they can treat it better. But what are the experts really doing? Let's have a look on that, you know. <clears throat> If a woman comes with breast cancer to, to one of these expert places in the hospitals, mainly at universities, they go for a standard protocol because for them, You know, she has the same illness like the other one who came an hour before or, the, or an hour later. So for them, they all have breast cancer and that's it. But come on, what they should do is they should treat Miss Miller and Miss Smith in a different way. They should check why does this lady uh, got uh, cancer and this is what they're not doing. Do you know that um, at the average, a doctor is speaking around seven minutes and 30 seconds in Germany with, with the cancer patients? How can you find out who is sitting on the other side of the table in seven minutes? We know how long it takes close uh, to talk to cancer patients. Uh, seven minutes is nothing. Is absolutely nothing. In these seven minutes, they're not only asking about the, the, the history of, of the lady. They, they, they already in these seven minutes includes already to explain what we what the doctor will do, explains the treatments, explains everything. This is everything in seven minutes. And uh, this is how the system is working. And we can't, I think, blaming here all the doctors. I know there are good conventional doctors there, but the system is, is terrible. And as long as the health insurance companies are not paying doctors for talking to patients, and, and I think not only cancer patients, to patients at all, I think nothing will change. Because how can you do it in seven minutes? It's impossible, close. We can't probably change the system at the moment. The system is what it is. But what we can change is that everybody who is affected by cancer and friends and relatives, that we become a little bit more critical and that we ask a little bit more questions and that we understand it's not just happening. There are causes for cancer and that we give that question also a, a bigger chance and take time to finding out the causes. And yes, maybe one of the reasons 
that we are having an increase in the number of cancer cases is maybe an environment, you know, and the lifestyle we're living as we have, we have with more chronic stress and more work pressure and at the same time, you know, all the pesticides and fungicides and whatever's out there is increasing. So yes, that combination is there. But at the moment, if, if somebody is affected by cancer, then I think the solution is take self-responsibility, find out what you can do about it and not just follow blindly what's happening because following blindly and that means just not 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 look, looking critically at what is happening at the moment is ignoring reality and reality is it the numbers are going in the wrong direction absolutely absolutely and like you said um unfortunately you know we have election next sunday in germany and um, nothing will change here there is, there, is, there is nothing which will change. And, and it goes even worse. Look to America, you know, and look to, to other places. Look, to, for example, I have been, I don't know, more than 10 times or even 15 times in China in my life. And uh, come on, we all know that traditional Chinese medicine comes from China. But when you go today to China and you see how they treat cancer patients, it's chemotherapy, chemotherapy, chemotherapy. And... Um, we, we didn't speak about it, and we also did not do this now here, Klaus, but we all know that money plays a, a, a terrible, a terrible uh, part here in, in all these things. And this, this is the situation. We can't change it. And like you said, um, it's, um, you know, each patient has to do it by, itself, by himself, you know. If if patient is not taking care, um, he, gives, he gives it to somebody else. So he must trust the doctor. But what he should do, he should trust himself and then in a second with the doctor. But as long as he gives everything to the doctor, um, um, we know our experiences, it will not work. And to finish off this, this podcast today, I think a key, a key helping point is what we said in the last uh, podcast, Lothar, is that uh, we need to focus on the source of cancer. And that's an individual question because every life is different. And therefore, there is a big, big step we can do to increase, improve the numbers by understanding what's causing it and stopping uh, the cause of cancer. And at the same time, obviously, doing the good things that we know, uh, eating well, sleeping well, you know, everything else a general doctor would say to you as well. If you go to a general practitioner and you want to know how to stay healthy, they will tell you, you know, eat well, sleep well, <laughs> exercise. And these are the general three good advices. And, and I think they are good advices. In cancer, strangely enough, they are a little bit ignored. So thank you very much, Lothar, for today. And uh, I'm thanking the listener today for taking time and listening again. And next time we have another interesting podcast. We're going to look at... Uh, is destroying or fighting cancer cell really working? And what are other options that are quite interesting? So that's going to be a very interesting one. So thank you very much for listening. Goodbye for me. And goodbye for me, I said. Bye-bye.